This is PT Meal Podcast, where we ingest and digest physical therapy information from physical therapists around the world with a Filipino twist. With your host, Johan De La Paz, a Filipino physical therapist who has worked in different practice settings from the Philippines and here in the U.S. Let's indulge and satisfy our cravings to learn and be inspired. Welcome back to PT Meal Podcast, a buffet of play, therapies, movement, exercises, activities, and leisure, all packed in a hearty conversation of the physical therapy profession and practice with a Filipino flavor. I am Johan De La Paz, your host. This podcast is available on your favorite podcast streaming apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many more. You can also catch full episodes on YouTube. If you want to be in the loop on fresh episodes, updates, interview snippets, um, educational materials, follow our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You can also check out PT Meal merchandise in Etsy.com. Just search for PT Meal Shop, that's B-T-M-E-A-L Shop, one word, and all links and content are all available in the website, ptmealpodcast.com. So, let's begin. In this episode, still in celebration of Women's History Month, let's revisit some conversations I had with empowered women. First up is Jasmine Esguera, who topped the December 2021 Philippine Physical Therapy Licensure Exam. Uh, she shared her message to everyone, uh, to everyone getting ready to take the li- their licensure exams. Next is Lady Servilis, an entrepreneur and business owner. She talked about smart use of social media in elevating our profession. Archel Jane Chaseco described why it's essential to prioritize our patients' goals in neurorehabilitation. Jenny Youssef, a geriatric physical therapist, enumerates the qualities she thinks are important to succeed. Roxanne Fernandez shared a verse she lives by as well as other elements that makes up her day. Kelly Dayton, or Katie Dayton, sorry, a critical care nurse practitioner, um, explains how she's desperate to let, to let PTs know that they're vital in the ICU. And lastly, Jules Racho tells us why the first step to allyship is respecting pronouns. All right. So let's hop into it after this break. What is that one thing that you want them to carry with them after listening to our uh, conversation? So if you're listening, you're probably listening because you want to be a top-notch in sa boards, diba? So uh, if you're aiming for that, syempre for during board review, talagang aim for that talaga yung highest talaga. And uh, basta review ka lang talaga and tiwala ka lang sa mga review mo. Kaya ako kasi nung nag nag-board exam ako, parang wala rin ako sa tiwala sa inaral ko. Parang feel ko kulang pa siya, ganun. Kahit na one year na kami nung palagay na yun. Ha? Pero kinabahan pa rin ako. Feeling ko hindi pa ako prepared, hindi pa ako ready pa rin. Ganun. Pero pagdating mo doon, may isip mo na okay na talaga. Enough na talaga yung inaral mo. Prepared ka na talaga for the board exam. And I think yung last nang nasasabihin ko nga is ako napaka-importante talaga sa akin nung uh, take care of yourself during the board exam talaga for uh, for the board review preparation. Yun talaga. Kasi yung mental health mo talaga mas uh, challenging talaga lalo na ngayon online, uh, pandemic pa, naka-lockdown pa minsan. 
hindi ka pa makalabas, ganun. And syempre, yung friends mo, uh, hindi mo sila makita personally. Ako, we just do Zoom calls din. Eh. Yung mga uh, video call and FaceTime lang eh. So yun, still keep in touch pa rin sa kanila kahit na nagre-review ka. Kasi sila yung um, magkikip sa'yo sane talaga during the board review eh. Hindi lang naman pwede puro aral ka lang talaga. Mahirap talaga pag ganun. Pero yun, focus ka pa rin. Keep your priorities. Pero at the same time, uh, enjoy mo rin yung board exam review kasi it's really a rewarding experience kapag nakapasa ka na ng board exam. Parang may natanggalan ka na ng tinik sa puso or something. Pag nakita mo na yung pangalan mo sa list talaga ng board exam passer. So yun. In order for us to elevate our profession of physical therapy, what should we do? Individually or as a Like in order to elevate our profession, I think at this era, we have mm-hmm. to use social media. Mm-hmm. You know, like not be able to be scared to share your personal experiences as a physical therapist. Because again, like people people buy into something based on their emotions. If they see you treating somebody or like if they see you like making somebody feel better, mm-hmm. that's when they, they, they're they thinking like, you know what, I do want to become a better therapist or I do want to, I, I do want to go, to, uh, I do want to become a physical therapist. So don't be afraid to share your story because it's true to life, right? That's how yeah. we're going to get people be more involved and be better clinicians. Mm-hmm. And it's, and that's the key to social media, I feel, is the emotion that what you put out invokes to, mm-hmm. you know, with other other people. If they can relate to your story, they buy into your, uh, you know, what you're selling, your products, mm-hmm. your services, because they, they can see they can see themselves in you. Exactly. Or they can see themselves in the people that you help. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what's like, don't be afraid of social media, you know, I mean... I mean, I'm I'm also not the type that loves being in front of camera or putting a video. I mean, it doesn't even have to be me 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 treating a treating a client or me, you know, talking about physical therapy with other um, students. It's just capturing those moments where where you see that who I actually made a difference on this one, you know, mm-hmm. or having like a live thing where you see the reaction of somebody because they made you feel better. I mean, you made them feel better. So those are, again, it's not the company that you sell. You always sell yourself, you know, mm-hmm. the company bought in because of you. So mm-hmm. same thing for our profession. The people, um, patients will buy in more in believing um, the physical therapy can help them mm-hmm. by showing them. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I think that's that's where we're lacking as a, as a, as a profession is that, we don't get much hype yes for mm-hmm. what we do and who we are we see in 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 in, in tv shows we see doctors we see nurses, nurses exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> we see people who draw blood we see mm-hmm. you know but we don't see physical therapists in their whole nature and their whole you know setting and, and specialties mm-hmm. right? So we are not, we should be our own media. We should. I, I like that actually. Uh-huh. Definitely. If there's anything that with with this podcasting right now, we uh-huh. definitely have to be our own media. You know, we have to be the one showing the world like 
we are a valuable part of being a physical therapist because as you recall before, even with the COVID happens, like is physical therapy really a part of as the frontliner? Right, right. That was right. a question. I mean, that shouldn't even be a question. <laughs> exactly, but people don't know because we never put it out there how important our role is mm-hmm. in healthcare. Yeah, it was it was question that are we even essential? And even like some physical therapists think that we're not essential, that we're not supposed to be working during COVID. I mean, we get people moving and COVID stops people from moving. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so we're supposed to be there. We're supposed to be here or important. So, nice. Hi, so Mom Archel, what is what would be your message for PTs who are you know, managing... Uh, patients that have like neurological symptoms like this. Okay. Like mom, um, Yeah, being a neuro PT is also tough because mm-hmm. really there are so many things you need to consider, and not just neurologic conditions. There could be added um, added um, additional conditions like cardiovascular and so on and so. On. So there are a lot of things really needed to be considered. But at the end of the day, it's it's our patient who should be our main priority. I think um, in our profession, it's a, it's, um, a 40-60, 40-60 ratio, wherein 40 would be coming from us, the knowledge, the skills, and all, and then 60 will be a patient patient factor. So we really have to make the patient understand why they are going through the process as the, at the same time, making sure that they really they really see the outcome of what you are what you are doing. Um, prior to starting a program, since I'm a teacher, I always make sure that they understand what they are doing. And at the same time, I also tend to involve the family because again, at the end of the day, it's gonna be the family who will be with the patient all the time. Tayo kasi minsan, one and a half hour lang and all. So um, it's, it's a collaborative effort from the from the rehab professionals and the family. Kaya I always say that it's a 40-60 ratio. So come very remember, important support. Yeah, family. Very important, very important. Because I, I agree, no? I agree with certain. Even though you have the program, but yet the patient um doesn't maximize what's um what's the purpose of it. So we won't be meeting halfway. That's why I'm very lucky and blessed to be meeting. Certain as my patient, because because I think it was a it was the perfect recipe for recovery. Uh, I mean, at I mean, natin no sa physical therapy sa kurso na sa profession natin. It's ano eh? It's like putting a little a little dose of faith kung gagaling or hindi yung pasyente eh. Pero Ito, um, I'm I'm happy that um, we were able to achieve the ultimate long-term goal in less than a year. Kasi nga, ano eh, magaling din yung pasyente. Ayun naman. Saka... And he really follows instructions. Lahat ng mga sinasabi ko, sinusunod niya. And kahit wala kaming therapy, um, he really Oh, not does, before, not before. Uh, no, really, yes. Yeah. He really does things on his own. For example, we had therapy like for one hour, papahinga lang siya. So, tutuloy ulit siya kahit wala kaming therapy. So, 
I guess, again, that is um, one of the greatest thing that happened in, the, in his journey to recovery. There is, in fact, an ultimate collaboration between patient and physical therapist and um, the rest of the rehabilitation professional. So my message for, for my fellow PTs, no, um, one thing is that you have to put yourself to your patient's shoes. What do they need? Okay. And then of course you also need to we also need to balance what's the current dynamics within the family. Say, and with that, you can really understand if um uh, you can really understand the goal of your patient. And again, um we have to think outside the box. You, your creativity is your limit. So um you have to be dynamic and um open to change. Um, what is your recipe? for success? Oh, recipe for success. So I can say that it's really important to know your why, first mm -hmm. of all, so we have a goal. And then always pray hard for the, pray, pray to God for a, for, uh, for a like a foundation or like, so you know, you always have a guidance. Mm -hmm. And then also be sure that as I've said, when you're having a goal, you need to invest in yourself. You need to learn. You need to learn so you can educate. And be humble. You know, like whatever. Because whatever we have right now, it's just all like borrowed. You know, mm -hmm. it's not really ours. That's so I, I really want to do all these things so I can serve other people. Mm -hmm. So I think being a leader is like you're able to serve other people and you're able to follow so i think for me it's that's the road for success and just be persevere mm -hmm. uh be persistent and they said like like the grit you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so be persistent and your time will come so okay. i think that that's be comfortable outside your comfort zone i always think of that mm -hmm. um i really didn't know that i would be in this like looking at you, be in the camera, because we all, I am shy. <laughs> I, You're I, shy? I, so, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm so shy, right? So I don't know how to, but other people said, just, just go out there, Jen, because you want to educate people, just be the voice. So, so be comfortable to be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's be outside your bubble, mm -hmm. because there will be no growth if you don't, have a change, mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's all important when you're dealing and want to be in your. I don't know. If that's a recipe of that. I don't know. Like how many percent of this and this. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it, for it, it's it's gonna be unique for everyone. But that's that's good. That's a good answer. Uh, sa power puff, sugar, spice, and everything nice. Pero mom rocks. Ano yung three ingredients of Roxanne Fernandez. Una siguro nung kanina din. Kuro yung ano, same lang din nung kanina. Connected naman siya palagi. Yung, yung faith ko laging nandun all throughout. Kasi ko naman to kayang gawin. Diba? Na sarili ko lang. Lagi mm -hmm. kang ask ka ng <laughs> wala impossible sa kanya, diba? So lagi ka lang mag-aas sa kanya. May mga difficulties, may struggles, may mga uncertainties, may mga questions ka palagi. Pero lagi ka lang dasal, pray, talk to them. Mm -hmm. 
madami kasi sila, hindi lang naman isa, di ba? May madami sila. And then yung Bible verse sila kung sinasabi, John 137 mm-hmm. <laughs> John 137 I said, you do not realize what I'm doing right now, but later on you will. Mm-hmm. Di ba? Kasi, tama naman pala, kaya pala masasabi mo, ah, kaya pala. Minsan, ba't kaya nakilala itong taong to? Ay, kaya pala. Ba't ako napunta sa institution na to? Ay, kaya pala. Mm-hmm. Ba't ko siya nakita? Ba't ko ito ginawa? Ay, kaya pala. So, lahat connected. Mm-hmm. So, minsan nawawala yung, yung napaka-overthinker ko kasi. Nawawala yung, ano ko, yung ganun, yung anxiety ko na parang hindi ko tatato kaya. Ba't kaya nangyayari ito? Ba't ang tagal? Ba't hindi pa nangyayari? Tagal naman, Lord. Parang ganun. Mm-hmm. Lagi yung naglalagi-lagi yun, nag-unstamay ko. John 13.7, John 13.7, John 13.7. Be patient, Roxanne. Be patient. Okay? Be patient. So, yun. So, yun. John 13.7. Mm-hmm. Then, next. Ancora Imparo. Ancora Imparo is uh, meaning I'm learning. Right? So, I'm learning. So, Rox, life is a learning process. Hindi lang sa PhD. So, kahit natapos ako sa PhD, rocks, okay lang magkamali. Tao ka lang. <laughs> Natututo ka. So, always, pag may bago, magkaya, Roxanne, I'm learning, I'm learning, ancora imparo, ancora imparo. So, John 13.7, John 13.7. Pag hindi ko pa siya alam, unexcited no, malam, na matutunan, pero alam ko, difficult. Yeah, ancora imparo, ancora imparo, ancora imparo. I'm learning. Then, last, siguro, siguro lagi ko na lang na be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Try to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Don't compare yourself diba, sa ibang tao. Kasi iba-iba ka. Iba-iba ka. Siguro yun. I'm learning. And then last, try not to compare yourself. Kasi pag kinompare mo yung sarili mo, wala. Walang mangyayari kasi lagi kang nakaano sa standard nila. Ba't siya ganito? Ba't ito nakuha niya? Ba't ito ganito? So, right. hindi. So, iba yung life mo sa kanila. Iba yung gusto mo sa kanila. So, Yeah, focus on your life, Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Yun lang. What do you want to express to the the listeners of the show, um, mostly physical therapists, about what we, everyone in the ICU team can do for, for patients in the ICU? I am desperate for physical therapists to know mm-hmm. how vital they are in saving lives in the ICU. Mm-hmm. And then giving patients lives worth living. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every hospital system has a different utilization, different staffing of physical therapists. And I think it's time for physical therapists to demand to be full-time in the ICU, mm-hmm. not just visiting the ICU, popping in and out. You are part of the ICU. I think you'd be part of rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a right to ask and educate about sedation. Um, if your team is deeply sedating every patient on a ventilator, as an ICU team member, you have a right to ask. Mm-hmm. why is this patient sedated? And if they say because they're intubated, you have my permission to slap them. <laughs> and, but, or to just tactfully ask, okay, but is being intubated on mechanical ventilation an evidence-based indicator for sedation? Mm-hmm. And you contact me and I will give you all the evidence because <laughs> availability while intubated is safe and feasible in the ICU during acute respiratory failure. Mm-hmm. You cannot convince me otherwise. <laughs> but it can be your job and your mission to convince the rest of your team. Right. Um, I have physical therapists pulling me in for webinars. I do multidisciplinary webinars. I want everyone sitting there 
at Zoom listening to this information because until everyone's on the same page and informed of this, you guys can't do your job. Mm-hmm. But you have every right and obligation to share the information you have. It's important that the whole team understands your role on the in the ICU. There's lots of silly stuff going on thinking that physical therapists are just there to move flaccid limbs. You didn't get your doctorate for that. Like <laughs> the family member can do that. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. there to get them alive and functional. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't do that if we don't work together to overcome these sedation practices. So um, educate people on your role, advocate, ask. You have your doctorates, you know how to understand and apply the research ask for the evidence. Don't just say, okay, well, that's just what they do here. That's not good enough. (laughs) Say why, why do they need to be sedated? Why can't they move? Um, you might not be everyone's favorite, but you're going to be a hero (laughs) if you do those things, um, pull everyone together and and talk about what your role should be on, on the ICU team. How can you collaborate better with nursing, RTs, OTs, everyone to move these things forward, be leaders. You have every right to be leaders. Um, if your staffing ratios aren't adequate, again, bring the evidence. Early mobility saves hospital systems money substantially. Mm-hmm. Use the research to um, as leverage to make sure that you have good staffing ratios, that you have that presence, that you hire more if needed. Um, and then, so that's a role in the ICU. You should be there. There should be PT and OT orders upon admission for almost every single patient in the ICU. None of this, once they're extubated or 30 days later, you're not the cleanup crew. You are the saviors. You prevent the harm. Okay. And so be confident in that. And don't be afraid to say it. If you're afraid to say it, then again, bring me in for webinars. I don't mind saying it. I'm a good hitman. They can hate me. They can throw whatever the screen and I peace out. I will say the hard things because I believe in you guys. Gunnerman Jules, like how can a physical therapist become an ally uh, in you know, uh, dealing with, you know, members of the LGBTQ community? Um, I guess I'd say, first and foremost, respect the pronouns, Mm -hmm. regardless of your colleague or your patient. Like, I know for some, it could be really very awkward Mm -hmm. to ask for a person's pronoun, but you can start by saying, hi, my name is Jules, I'm a physical therapist, my pronouns are Mm -hmm. she and her. How about you? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that especially if you're confused, if you're dealing with somebody, maybe like Regina, like, I don't know, um, the name is Regina, but I'm seeing someone who's like, who presents himself like a guy. I don't know what pronouns they would prefer. You can start the conversation with something like that. Mm-hmm. You start by introducing yourself and then ask them. And that way you would already feel that you're inclusive, that you are respecting them. Start with that one. Mm -hmm. I think that's number one. And number two, you know, um, with our colleagues and our patients, I'd say tolerance, you know. Um, I'm lucky that most of my patients really see me as their physical therapist. I'd say 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. And I always set that boundary that I am your physical therapist, you are my patient, we are not friends. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I would establish a good rapport, but there's a boundary. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I do that. And um, I guess in our profession, we should always have that boundary as well. Mm-hmm. Because when a patient sees you as their 
therapist or someone who's professional or someone's there to help them, mm -hmm. they would not dare cross that boundary because they will respect you. Yeah. They will respect you because you're a good therapist. So they would realize that regardless of your gender preference, you could be trans, lesbian, or gay. Mm -hmm. They would realize that you're there to help them and, and that you are capable of doing your job and mm -hmm. practicing your profession. And then from then, the conversation would just stop. Do not let your patient close their doors to you because of your gender preference or, you know, sexual preference. Just mm -hmm. show them what you can do and, you know, they'd appreciate it.